Coming up, readings beyond the raffle and Theoryland approved conjecture. Deep dive into the spells and scrolls of nerd culture. Absorb Stormlight. Home sympathy. Arnas, Sayadar, and Sayadin. This is Phantology. You may have heard of us. All right, what's up, Fantasy Book fans? This is Steven, your host with Phantology Podcast, along with my lifelong friends, Ryan, Ben, and Josh. Jake couldn't make it today, which is a shame because this is going to be a fun episode talking about our 2022 year in review and look ahead to 2023, which seems pretty crazy to say, but I guess we're getting old and 2023 is right around the corner. Uh, anyway, quick. Yeah, real Josh. quick. How do you guys feel about 2023? It it feels like a, it feels wrong to me. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like the numbers. Yeah. Dumb, like the number, they... like the number feels like it's like a menacing number. I feel like I'm on severance. I... It doesn't feel like a good number. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. I mean, I, I'm just glad there's not three twos in the year. That felt wrong to me. Josh, you sound like a, what's his name from, from Joe Abercrombie's books. Like happy. Oh, no. Um, like, it is happy. Uh, no, friendly. No, happy's friendly. 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 Happy's the dwarf. Oh. <laughs> friendly. Thanks, you're right. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, you Ryan. You sound like friendly, Josh. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. I've been having this thought for a few months now. Anyway. Well, I'm I'm pretty neutral about it. I thought based on the numbers, <laughs> 2020 should have been a great year. And look what happened that year. So. Also, yeah. I didn't know that this is the thing you have to like choose sides on, you know? How do you feel about the numbers 2023? Are you sorry? We we can move we can move past this. I just I've been wanting to talk I've been wanting to talk to people about it, and this is the first we, time I've we had can, a chance. We can choose sides on, on fantasy book issues. Okay. Josh, we don't we don't need to cause division right from the gates. <laughs> all right, sorry guys. Let's let's all go. right. So how is everyone's 2022 from a uh, fantasy book perspective? It was great. I uh slowed down on reading quite a bit because I started law school and so I didn't slow down on reading I just switched what I was reading yeah you had to switch genres yeah exactly but I spent much more money on books this year than I have <laughs> like previous 10 years combined we'll say that but no it was good the that means that I had to pick and choose the books that I read very carefully which also means that like I really enjoyed every book I read because I wasn't like Normally I'm kind of experimental, especially for the podcast. You know what I mean? Like I'll mm. read a book. I mean, I, as a podcast, we try and pick books that we think we'll like because we don't like to talk negatively about things. So normally we get it right, but you know, sometimes they're slower books or whatever. So the ones I read this year, I really liked. You know, I think we should have done a Phantology book exchange where we get a book for another member of Phantology and they have to read that book the next year. That would be so, fun. Say like, say I really wanted Steven to get into one series that he hasn't done anything about. I'd be like, all right, I'm going to buy you Unsold or whatever, you know? <laughs> whatever that series happens to be. Yeah. We already do that with each other's like logins. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. I was, 
I was thinking about like maybe we could buy each other a hard copy, but then it, I was it like, is, yeah, we don't we don't really all sit down and read hard copies. It's just not as convenient to carry around a book as it is to bring your phone or whatever. Yeah, yeah. but I I would if if somebody gave me a hard copy of a book, I'd read it. I will get you a hard copy of the Kama Sutra. Ooh. Oh, I would I would study that thing. <laughs> Ryan's, Ryan's with the division here. Whoever gets me gets a hard copy of contracts. Okay. Yeah, that sounds okay. Hopefully it'll you been. Are you re-gifting your old textbooks? Oh yeah. They're worth that's not allowed. Oh yeah. Well maybe maybe I do want those actually. Yeah, no, they're with textbooks nowadays, they all come with a code for like online, right? Because they have like online supplemental activities. And none of the stores will buy the books back unless the code is like unused and you have to use the code. So oof, market for used textbooks is uh, taking a hit right now. Dang. No more selling it back to the bookstore? No. And the, the website that makes expensive books free was recently seized by the United States government. So it's also um, rip. <laughs> One of... <laughs> One of your top visited sites? I went back for semester two books and it was just a big US government. So like like the site has been seized. I, I, like, I, I hope you use a VPN. Yeah. Anyway, oh, man, the high seas are, high seas are sketchy lately. Ben, right. ben went to law school to pursue a promising <laughs> career and ends up going to jail for... Yeah. It's not a crime to yeah, there, download. There's some, there's it's some a, irony it's here. It's a crime to distribute. Are we sure, sure about it's that? a crime to download yeah, no, too. It's, no, it's not. It's a crime to distribute. Okay. Well, All right. Hmm. All right. Okay. So that said, uh, what, yeah, what books did you guys like in 2022? We're starting with that. And then we're going to talk about upcoming books in 2023 and just like Phantology in 2023 in general. So starting with 2022 in review, we didn't read enough like books that actually came out in 2022 to say that the criteria has to be, it was published in that year. So just anything that you read last year, which really kind of opens it up to whatever, but like, yeah, just tell us your favorite, favorite read one each. Okay. Who's starting this? I think you got to start it, Ben, since uh, you bragged about your uh, quality over quantity approach. Okay. I will, I've mentioned this a few times now, but I'm going to say Children of Gods and Fighting Men was probably my favorite read. It also came out this year by Shana Lawless. It just really like, I think probably the reason why it was my favorite is because it opened up like a new and different genre that I wasn't like previously aware of. And I don't think too many people are, Um, but it's kind of like this, like historical fiction where it's based on real, real people that existed, you know a few hundred years ago but each of those characters are like you know clearly uh artistic liberties are are used with them but it's kind of like this cool mesh and together. magic is infused into actual history because infused right yeah so yeah super cool book and the other book that i was pitting against i won't say it now but it was, it's kind of a similar concept um and so if none of you guys say it then then i'll talk about that book in relation to children of gods so there you go nice so I actually read a few different book ones of uh, in 2022. I've read mm. Eye of the World, which is book one of the Wheel of Time. I've read Life and Wakes. Not, not for the first time. <laughs> Ryan's like, it's the series called Wheel of Time. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. <laughs> Leviathan Wakes, which is book one of the Expanse. A Court of Thorns and Roses, which is 
book one of I think the series is called the same name, Court of Thorns and Roses. Book Pretty one sure, yeah. of the uh, Wax and Wayne series, also not for the first time. That was a repeat, and uh, book one of Cradle, uh, which is unsold. And the for my favorite book of the year, that's going to be book ten of Cradle, Reaper, and I really like the series. You see my and Josh's review of the first two books for further details, but I think Reaper was my favorite of the first 11 books and there's just a lot of buildup that is uh gets a satisfying payoff in reaper man right i was going to give you a hard time about like not sticking with anything with all those book ones that you read and then you bust out that you've read 10 <laughs> yeah <laughs> 11 actually 11. okay okay well there you go so touche sounds like ryan read the most books of I think us so. this year i yeah. actually maybe i i so I've only read 24 books. I'll probably read 25 books before the year's end, which is short of my Goodreads goal, which was 30. This is the first year I've fallen short of my goal since like uh, since I started doing this goal. So I'm a little disappointed Listen, about that. Ryan, all you got to do is do bedtime stories with Jude and just tally those. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Man, does not count then. Come on, man. Hey, man, Ben's, be Ben's pirating books, Ben's cheating at Goodreads. I don't know if we want this guy representing what us is in a court of law. There are some hard-hitting children's books, man. Okay. We have a, we have a book that we got from, from Hawaii called Coconut or my coconut named Bob or something. Coconut named Bob. Man, that one's a that one's a tearjerker. It'll get you. <laughs> Sounds like it was a book written by Jack Johnson. Yeah, could be. Makes you no boy loses coconut, but comes back as an old man to find the tree. Anyway, thanks for yeah. spoiling it, Josh. Yeah, man. Yeah, tear yeah. jerker. Yeah. There. This is gonna be Ryan's thirtieth yeah. book. All right, Josh. What was your What was your favorite? My favorite is going to be Babel slash Babel, um, depending on your pronunciation. And um, yeah, I think that this was just a really solid book. I it, I had high expectations for it, and I came by by RF Kwan. By RF Kwan, yeah. Yeah, Babel and Arcane History shows how much it's my favorite book because I don't even know the full title. Arcane History of the It's a really long subtitle. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I had high expectations. It fulfilled those expectations. Book's not for everyone, but um, I think that it's a really easy book to like. Pacing is uh, pretty well done. Character work is really strong. Um, a lot of interesting insights and uh going to make you look at history and the world a little bit different way um kind of calling back to ben's reference uh with children of uh gods and fighting men it's kind of it's it's not maybe as historical because the actual characters didn't exist but it helps you re-examine a period of history in a new way that you probably wouldn't have um you know at least i hadn't ever thought of before so yeah go read it if you haven't um strong recommend yeah, that was kind of the same, uh, like the book that I was referencing. So I'm glad you brought that up. And this is probably the book I recommended most this year to people. So I, I will agree it was, you know, vying for my top spot. And I think that everybody should read this book, especially because the magic system in it is really cool. And it's just a really interesting and cool concept. And the ideas and themes that are explored are really, are really good. Not to uh, pump it up anymore, but... That's the same book that 
I would say is my favorite for the year. But since it's already been taken twice by you guys, well, second place for Ben, um, I'll say my second favorite book of the year was In the Shadow of Lightning by Brian McClellan, first book in his new series. And I enjoyed it quite a bit as I was reading through, read it, read it pretty quickly and uh, got to see Brian at Dragonsteel Con, which was cool as well. And uh, we get to interview him about the book. And so all around uh, good interactions with Brian and good book. And I'm looking forward to more in this series. Nice. I think second place for me, because especially because nobody said it yet, but Lost Metal, um, very, very solid entry there. You can see our, yeah, and good ending. You can see our review. Um, I was probably harder on it than you guys were, but um, I I still really enjoyed it. And it earns its, I think it's a top three book of the year for me, probably. So, yeah. So I, I was looking forward to Lost Metal. I still actually haven't finished it because I just haven't been like drawn into it like I hoped mm-hmm. I would. I mean, I'm sure it's going to have a typical great Brandon Sanderson avalanche, Sanderlanche at the end to just pull off to be a great ending. But I don't know. I mean, I'm probably 40% of the way through and nothing has really, I don't know, excited me about it so mm. far. I, I will say compared to something like um, Cradle, where I, I, I made a lot of pro- progress on book three, by the way, Ryan, um, this week. But I think uh, something like Cradle where there's big things happening, like virtually every chapter, like something pretty big happens. There's not a lot of just waiting around in Cradle. It, it would be kind of hard to go from that to The Lost Metal. And I know you, you've obviously, you know, very experienced reading, but maybe that's why if you've just been in Cradle land for the last, you know, 10 books, I could see it being a little bit of a harder transition. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I also did read um the first three books in the wax and wane relatively recently oh too, so but... so yeah okay i feel like the lost metal does take a you know a decent portion to get its feet underneath that i you know i think once you get done with part one have you finished part one yet yeah you should have yeah i'm on like part three anyways yeah. not to sidetrack mm-hmm. it at all i just wanted to respond to josh i feel like you're positive. pretty close to where it's gonna pick up and once it starts getting going it goes pretty quickly yeah okay yeah one book that i i read i binged it all in one day and it was mr monster by dan dan wells it's the second book in um the i'm not a serial killer series and holy cow like i just had like a day that like i was doing like just cleaning all day and i was listening to it and it was like sucked me in pretty good so it almost, if you've ever seen You on Netflix, it felt like watching You, it's, which is like a show about a stalker. It's a show about a serial killer. It, oh, it's stalker serial killer. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, it's very. Uh, Maybe it's not for me because I haven't read more, or sorry, I haven't seen more than I think two or three episodes of You. I, I, stopped, I stopped in the first season too, around that point, Ryan. It was just, it was too it was too much for me. I like want to I don't know, I think I've said this before, but like I want to cheer for the protagonist in some way, shape, or form. And like even anti-heroes, like you can somehow get behind him, but he is just too much of uh-huh. it, it's it's too hard for me to watch it. I'm like, I don't yeah, want I can this see that. guy. Like even see. even with people who I would consider evil, and I think that like uh Walzer White gets like 
people give him way too much credit for way too long in this series. Like I think after the first few episodes, he's just like what I would consider an evil person, but he still does have like some redeeming qualities about him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Enough that you can cheer for for kind of like Jorg. But like, yeah, with you, it was just like, this guy is just like a perv. I don't like him. Like, I don't want him to end up with the girl because there's like some romance. Like, I just, I, everybody should go away from him and he uh-huh. should be jail slash dead. <laughs> anyway. No, no, I J- agree. Jail slash dead. <laughs> I agree. But like, <laughs> not, even a, not even a capital punishment guy, but that guy is <laughs> creepy. Listen, I agree. It's just, it's very rare when you start like some something like penetrates your mind so deeply that you start like thinking in their voice you know what i mean mm-hmm. and you does that and so to i mean maybe it's just because i binged it but so did mr monster for me even more than i'm not a serial killer so anyway it's just mm-hmm. that and to me that's like you know so there's you're a saying should we be when, worried when you when you read and watch yeah. these books of compelling <laughs> horrific people you start thinking like them so i'm not even saying i'm thinking it's almost like but you can like hear the voice in your head you know like (laughs) is that much better (laughs) we've learned that in 2022 ben's morals have really fallen apart (laughs) His, his morals have held but he clearly has some influences on those morals that might not be good oh boy guys we're we're in trouble all right. Um, Read the book. Any other... Watch the show, and you'll understand what I mean. All right. That I'm glad that Dan Wells's books are good because he's going to be writing in the Cosmere, which was exciting. 2022 news. Uh, who knows when that will actually happen? But he does work for Dragonsteel now. Um, any other honorable mentions that you just want to like throw a title out there that you yeah, enjoyed I, this year? I want to throw that out. I read all six of the I'm Not a Serial book, Killer books. I did not read the short story because it was not available on audiobook. But yeah, I, I, they're like my October Halloween reads and I, I enjoyed okay. all of them. Yeah. So throw that out there too. I don't think any of them individually like would earn a spot in my top three or even top five of the year, but taken collectively, they're up there. Josh, are does it follow the same protagonist in each book or is it new? Yeah. Yeah. Same protagonist. I read uh, The First Binding by R.R. Verdi, which is a controversial book that I ranted about with uh, Dylan from Friends Talking Fantasy uh, podcast, which I thought was actually one of our better episodes. Um, And I'm still not sure how much I liked it, but it was like a 900 page book that I actually read and didn't listen to. So I want credit for that. (laughs) And I did enjoy it, but I also hate it at the same time because it's the more I think about it, the more it's just sort of rip off of Name of the Wind and I can't get it. <laughs> yeah, I listened to that podcast that you guys did for the Intel spoilers and same. Uh but I mean it, it was yeah, it was a decent book. And I don't know if he finishes the series before Patrick Rothfuss does, then maybe he's maybe he's seen an opportunity here to like cash in on some some uh available booty there, you know. <laughs> Stephen style it. like Ben. Good phrase that better. I think Ben's pirate influences have you know, have more have worn off. He's gonna on just here. get that booty, you, like treasure, Josh. Okay, Ben, I cut you off. What were you saying? <laughs> no, no, I, I, I don't think I was saying anything. I, I just, I do have a response to that, Stephen. Not to the booty comment, but so I, I did get some headway into the novel that I'm trying to write through National um, Writing Month and National Novel Writing Month or whatever it is. Yeah, 
and it's about as hard as I thought it was going to be, if that makes sense. Like when you, I've been able to get going and I, I got, you know, like 20,000 words done or something. So I got a pretty mm-hmm. good, pretty good jump on it. But having said that, like, there's no way I like have, having had this kind of experience starting to actually put some word count words on the page. There's no way I could write like a knockoff of name of the wind. That's like anywhere near as like, that would be even remotely good. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, yeah, no, it's it's a good book. It's well written, but I've already read the book. It, I mean, I've already read it fair, in a different title. Fair enough, but I don't know. For me, if I wrote a book that like could be somewhat even compared to Day of the Wind, even in terms of like having a plot, I don't know. It's just it just seems like that's still very impressive to me. Because I do think I could write like. I think Dan Wells has done like a great job, like did a great job. But I could see myself like kind of being able to write a book like that maybe not in such a good voice and understanding um Mm -hmm. mental health in the quite the same way he did but just like the plot like i could get my head around like writing a good plot like like a plot like that whereas the plot like name of the wind with so many moving pieces so much backstory so much lore like i just that it blows me away you know so there's my yeah no that's that's why i'm so conflicted about it because like at face value it's a it's a really good book but you know there's so, a whole thing around w- it. Would you recommend, okay, like, is there anybody that you would recommend that to over Name of the Wind? No. Like, even even if somebody, like, came to you and said, hey, like, I heard Name of the Wind is, like, might not ever be finished, and there's a lot of drama surrounding the author, but I kind of want to read it. Would you be like, um, maybe you should read this book instead, or would you just say, read Name of the Wind? Um, and- if he finishes, If he finishes the first Binding series... However, I don't know how many books he's doing there, but if it's three and if he writes all three and they're done and they're good, then sure. Okay. All right. Fair. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the whole thing about not being finished is an issue and I'm uh, looking forward to Ryan's snide comments about what books we're not going to get in 2023. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're planning on that, Ryan. No, I wasn't. But now that you've said it, we're not getting the doors of stone. Everybody just... Get that through your head right now. Doors of Stone will not come out in 2023 and not 2024 either. Okay, we need a scale. Ooh. So I listened to the Verge cast, which is a, a podcast um, about tech. And they have like, when they rank st- streaming serv- services, they have a scale called like the Go90 scale, which is like Verizon. I don't know if you guys are, you guys didn't have Verizon, but Verizon had like a streaming service that was meant for like vertical video. So it was called like Go90. Is that uh-huh. one? Anyway, so they have like a scale from like zero to 90 on like how much like the streaming service is going to last like so netflix would be like a five whereas like paramount plus would be like a 70 or whatever so we need a scale of like Mm -hmm. the likelihood of books coming out in like the next year so like what's more likely just one year so so sanderson would be like a three where it's like almost 100 percent sure that he keeps on schedule and patrick rothfuss would be the 90 yeah but we need like i mean i think we can say with we can say with pretty high likelihood in one year if something's going to come out or not. Well, no, like there's a chance that Doors of Stone comes out next year, but like it's very small. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Maybe. Yeah. So like, okay, for now, let's just use the scale. Of, like, I mean, it would need it would need a release date in like the next two to three months. Yeah. In order it for could it happen. to be, I guess okay. so. So now okay. a scale of one to 10, what's the likelihood of Doors of Stone? 10 is bad. 10 is, no, zero. 10 is like, it's going to come out almost certainly. The likelihood of it coming out in 2023. Yes. 
Yeah, so zero. 10 being 100%, zero being 0%. Yeah, yeah. Steven says zero. I say like, I say one. I say zero. I don't even think there's a 10% chance it comes out this year. Okay. All right. I'm going with one. I could, I could see him. I could see him doing it. I, I, I just I feel could like see there's got to be. I feel like we'd hear some rumblings beforehand, and but it wouldn't just come here. out of nowhere. Look, yeah, the, but no, 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 no. It, it would need a release date in like the next two or three months to make it out by this year. Yeah, but also the publisher's going to get it out when they can, right? Like, if he has a complete manuscript. Okay. All right. What about Winter yeah. Winter? What about Winter Winter? Uh, also here? zero. He's not close enough. I, I would give that a one. I think that he's made enough progress where I think that he will come out with it in the next probably, I'd say realistically, three years. I would say three years, but I think that, I mean, there's yeah. a, a chance. I, I would say one. Okay, what if we what if we went up to like three years? Three years, we'll say 75%. Oh, you're, oh, really? Okay. For wins of yeah. winter. For wins of winter. The Delta wouldn't be that big for me. I think I think I would probably say like a two and a five, maybe. So I guess that's the same thing. But I mean, from so, the wait. updates he's been giving, he's making some progress and he's put together a lot of pages. So I think he's fair. What about what about this? All four secret projects with uh, like all the bundles, like there not being any hitches around it. Okay, like they all come out on time with the promised like. There could be shipping delays. I think shipping delays is the only reason why. Yeah, that's trickier because, yeah, you're trying to predict other things. I feel like, you know, Sanderson, Branderson will deliver pretty well on those. Yeah, I do too. Okay, so we're thinking like an eight. Yeah, well, I mean, for for his Pretty low chance of failure. I'd say, yeah, like an eight. And then that everything does come out on time, like, I don't know, four or five, just because there's been a lot of different issues with things getting delayed for a variety of reasons. I mean, he's already so far along with all the writing. I think 100% chance he'll be done with the writing stuff and like maybe a 10 to 20% chance there's a shipping delay. Okay. What about Gentleman Bastards book book four? This year? Again. No, I get, I, I just can't. I mean, I don't think that there's going to be a surprise announcement in the next two or three months to get us a release date by the end of the year for any of these. Okay. What about the last thing? The last thing with Gentleman Bastards is that he said he was making progress, I think, not on book four, but I think he was making progress on reading, like writing short stories related to it. Right. So I think, I think that there's pretty low likelihood in the next year I'd, I'd accept like a published short story though and well, i would okay. probably say a two okay um what, yeah, about, what about real time tv show well it's gonna come out that that's coming out this year rafe said for sure it'll be this year oh, okay i didn't hear that was for sure yeah i think yeah yeah because we all kind of, i kind of thought it might be this year you know yeah rafe had an interview with i can't remember who but he said that uh, it was there was still a decent amount of post work that needs to be done. So take their it'll time. Probably take their be, time, man. Take their time. Yeah, for sure. After last time, they need to take their time. So yeah, it'll probably be more like April or May at the sooner. All right. Any more? This is a fun Dre- Sorry, I just saw what what else we were supposed to discuss. So I want to get to that. But what about Dresden 
That's uh, a good I one. still don't. I don't think that'll be this year. I think that's maybe a 2024 thing. I think it's a three. I'd give it a one in three chance of being released this year. I could, I could give it that high too. I'm not very optimistic about anything, apparently. Any books. At we, least. we have a lot of other great books coming out this year. So I'm not too yeah, worried. Maybe about... we should, maybe we should yeah. focus on the books that are coming out to, you know, to, to put a positive taste in people's mouths. Yeah. Okay. Should we, yeah. should we go over those? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let me review. These are, there's a bunch of books coming out. These are a few that have kind of caught our eye. Let us know in the comments if there's more or hop on discord and let us know uh, what books you're excited for. But for Phantology, we identified five books that our Phantology goal for the year is to get advanced copies and get the author on for an interview. And getting the author on for an interview is probably the harder thing to do. Advanced copies are not as hard as you think. So uh, the books in order of release date, and this is actually difficult too, because most of them are around like April or May so far and some of TBA release dates, but we're looking forward to Night Angel 4 by Brent Weeks, which comes out on April 25th, Red Rising 6, which comes out on May 2nd, that's by Pierce Brown, uh, The Will of the Many by James Eilington, which is his, the first in his new series, that comes out on May 23rd, and then Cradle Number 12, I think that's a TBD on release date, but from what I've seen from his previous release dates, since he self-publishes these still, right? So he's able to kind of turn it around pretty quickly. Is that true? I'm actually not sure on the publishing. Well, what I've seen is that he posts things on Twitter mm -hmm. and then they come out in like two or three months after that. So I feel pretty confident that this is coming out next year. Um, I don't follow Cradle enough, so I'm actually not sure. But uh, I'm looking forward to this because you guys have talked it up so much. So I'm going to try to read all 12 books next year because it sounds like they go pretty quickly and uh then rage of dragons three which i think is coming out next year i remember there was some news about it like not that long ago and so i feel like we can expect that one but maybe not till like later in the year so there's our five books that we're going to try to get arcs for and get interviews on might be a little bit of a stretch goal so we'll see how many of the five we hit but uh that's what phantology is aiming for and you guys can expect more episodes than that, obviously. Like well, those are just kind of the five arcs. Well, yeah, those are the ones that hopefully people actually tune. Yeah, <laughs> you can ignore all the other stuff. <laughs> I mean, what what books are out of those ones? Which ones? If you could only read one, which one would you pick? Red Red Rising, because that's the only series I've actually read any in here. Rage of Dragons. <laughs> you haven't read Rage of Dragons? I don't think I have. By Evan Winter. No. You the haven't read Rage of Dragons. Like the I started. Like no. steeped, it's like steeped in African lore fantasy. Yeah, no, I haven't read it. Oh, oh, it's it's really good. Yeah, I'm gonna go for sure. Egypt Rage of Dragons. I tried listening to it on a bike ride one time, and something happened. I think my headphones ran out of battery or something, and I just never went back to it. <laughs> mm. This <laughs> this book is making my headphones run out of battery. I'm never no, gonna read that. it again. It's just, I don't know but that because that's the one with the big old. No, never. I also haven't read that. I haven't. Read that. I also haven't read the one with the big old dragon on the front and the and the. Uh, you're talking about the the shadow of gods. Yeah, yeah, shadow of the gods. Yeah, you're not missing much. Hot take. Could get arrested I, for that one. I think I'm gonna pick Night Angel Four because it's a direct sequel to 
the Night Angel trilogy, which I read and I really liked, even though those are a little little bit more rough around the edges because they're Brent mm-hmm. Week's first trilogy. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Whereas Red Rising 6, I really liked the first trilogy. I have not read books four and five at all because I was waiting for this, this series, to, this trilogy to be finished. And I've, I've heard a little bit more mixed things about them. So I, I, I don't really know what to expect. Ah, now I just remembered Cradle Book 12. So now I'm torn. I think I'm actually <laughs> leaning more towards Cradle it Book 12. It sounds like from what I've heard from you, Way you bound. like Cradle. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. we can all easily say that that you your initial answer was incorrect, right? Because that's the yeah. finale yeah. for Cradle, right? Yeah, Waybound is yeah. I I totally changed my answer to Waybound. <laughs> I mean, a last book that's exciting. Yeah, it is. Although we do get a last book with Red Rising, but I don't think any of us have read Red Rising four or five because there were some mixed reviews there. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Waybound definitely. I'm gonna say like. So out of these four, four of them are in existing series and they're fairly far along in the series. I'm going to say I'm most excited for The Will of the Many because I liked James Eilington's first series and it's been a while since we've had anything and I like getting into a new world. So looking forward to this one and yeah, I, I expect it to be pretty good. Yeah, agreed. James Eilington is what is, I think those are the books that really got me back onto reading after I had kind of slow down to just reading Sanderson pretty much and, mm. and Dresden Dresden. Yeah. I, I kind of was just for a few years, I was kind of only reading whatever Sanderson and Dresden would come out, but James Eilington really got me. That series really got me going like, Oh dang, there's a lot of good stuff. I need to get back into, into mm. it. That's around the time we started the podcast. Yeah, I think they're pretty easy recommends too, because they're like pretty low barrier to entry and they feel a lot like things like Wheel of Time. Yeah, they're they're pretty cliched, a lot of the things, you know, but they have enough mm. twists and turns and excitement that like, yeah, it keeps you engaged. But yeah. Any other? So, okay. I mean, I don't know if we know everything that's coming out in 2023, but any other things that you guys are excited for that we didn't mention here? I mean, I guess we have four, not, not we have really. five Sanderson yeah. books, all yeah. the secret projects. I'm like... I don't know if I'm super excited for any of the secret projects, to be honest. Like none of them are super heavy. Co- I mean, one of them is pretty heavy Cosmere, but none of them are series that are like established. Like I feel like they're going to be decent Sanderson books, but not like super well polished because he wrote them pretty quickly, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I mean, I'm excited for them, but I'm not I personally didn't contribute to the Kickstarter, so I may be the only member of Phantology that didn't do that. Maybe Jake didn't, but um, I'm looking forward to reading them, but it's kind of going to be like at my leisure when I get around mm-hmm. to it. Whereas most of the other books that we've mentioned, I'm going to be, they're going to be prioritized. With with the, kick, with the Kickstarter books, I can't say I'm like super, super excited about any specific one of them, but the fact that like the thought of getting four Sanderson books, even if they're like not top tier Sanderson books, like does make me really excited. And and just like the year of the Sanderson, what he's coining it, like I think that there's gonna be some yeah. like, kind of heavy marketing and like I'm definitely um, gonna be excited to excitement. get the box. The getting the box will be exciting. Man, yeah. I just we just did ebooks. Ben and I went in together just on the ebooks and audiobooks. But I you know, the year of Sanderson is also gonna include. Uh, like Mistborn 
Wait, it's not, not going to come. Year. Not coming out next year. Might not be coming out. I think it'll be coming out either late 2023 or early 24. No, it's not coming out next year. He said at Dragon Steel Con that he expects the next Dragon Steel Con, so November 2023. He said to expect him to be able to give like a solid Mistborn announcement at that time for a TV show. And are we? I think you've talked about this, but is it for sure going to be a TV show, or is it is it potential movie? I have always thought Mistborn would do better as movies, but yeah, actually, I'm not sure. Sorry, I said TV show before. I can't remember. So don't quote me on this. I'm sorry, listeners. He said he's always like, pictured as a movie. Yeah, I feel like it more. It might be actually a movie that he's talked about doing. Movies would be a lot better, I think. I'm going to say eighty percent confident in movies. So here's, point, here's the question: yeah. Would you rather have it be one, two, or three movies? Three. For See, the I whole think, trilogy, definitely the whole three. Trilogy. See, I think they could. I think he could basically cut out the second book, like not in terms of like I still would want some of the. Dude, I, in the second book but i think that he could put like, i feel like the second book could just be improved a bit with a with a with a movie plot yeah. right with with the movie structure i want like a david fincher kind of like seven style like serial like half the movie is like you know with zane i guess we can't do like spoilers but like i could see a dark kind of movie following zane for for some of it and where you're like trying to figure out what his motivations are, da 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 da. No spoilers, no spoilers. But like, I could think, I I could see that being cool. Kind of like the new Batman movie, you know, kind of how it was like dark and gritty. I think to your point, Ben. Hopefully, we get some news about the movie next year in 2020. So that could be part of the year of Samson. The news. The news. Okay, fair enough. And there's also Skyward Four, which is the ending of the Skyward series, which yeah. has been an enjoyable series. I mean, a little more on the YA side, but. I've liked I, it well yeah, enough. I haven't gone. I've, I think I've only read the first two because there's like all these like short stories coming out in between. And I heard yeah, those, those they, are already out too. Right. But I heard that they're going to combine them in like an audible package. And so I haven't wanted to waste, or not waste, but spend it's audible combined packets. into a book right now. I don't know if it's on audible or not. Oh, really? Yeah. That would be ideal for me because I didn't want to keep on reading the series without reading the short stories and stuff. Mm. Yeah, maybe check on that. It's called Skyward Flight. Okay. Um, there's also just a couple other books that we had down from conversations on Discord. Uh, Christopher Polini has a new book called Fractal Noise that is a continuation of his sci-fi universe that he's building. It's like the second book. I don't know if it's a direct sequel with same characters or if it's just like another book in the world, but I thought the first book, which is called To Sleep in a Sea of Stars, was pretty good and... I mean, he hasn't really written anything since Aragon, and he's gotten a lot better as an author, so I'll probably read that book. Um, what about, is Abercrombie coming out with anything? He's going to be coming out with uh, some short stories in the Age of Madness. Interesting. Yeah. I, I'm i pretty sure that's coming out next year. Are they after the ending, or are they kind of like back in time? Um, you know, I don't know. I, I just imagine it'll be similar to Sharpens, where it's kind of like throughout the course of the original trilogy i would really want to see what happens after the yeah he did an ama on uh reddit not too long ago and most of his answers were sarcastic and funny but a lot of people asked about future uh, stuff you know in the first law universe and he said that he would like to but has like no immediate plans right now because he's mm-hmm. focused on his new series which is called oh it's oh it's slipping my mind 
uh dang um it's a one word the, the book has it's just one oh, word murder? Dev, no devil uh devils 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 yeah devils. yeah Got yeah it. yeah so I, but i don't expect that next year i think that's like a 2024 thing he said he was going to take his time writing it and usually he writes several books together and then releases them kind of quickly so he might be doing this too i don't know yeah that is kind of sad because it's in the last few years i've read a lot of abercrombie so it's it's tough to think that it's going to take a while to have more yeah yeah I think you're going to have a lot of books to read this year, Stephen. I know. I named a lot of books. I, n- I named all 12 Cradle books. Yeah, 12 Cradle books. <laughs> and that's, books. All, that's all. It's got to be before the release date, which is in May. Yeah, and Night Angel trilogy, if you want to read that before the fourth book. Red right. Rising, I, I think I'm going to reread the first trilogy, too, before I read books four and five. Right, I'm going to have to do that. So, so far, that's... I need to, I read the first Night Night Angel book. It's been years. I need to reread it. So that's three books plus Night Angel four. So that's four books. And then all six Red Rising 10. So that gets me to 22 books before probably like midway, halfway through the year. So there's no way that's actually going to happen. Dang. Um, You guys might have to pick up the slack on some of these. It's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. 2023 also has some cool video games coming out too. Shoot, that's really gonna cut into my reading time, dude. Tears, <laughs> Tears of the King, Kingdom, is that, it? Like, okay, and I can. Hogwarts pr- Legacy and Hogwarts Legacy in February. Yeah, I can probably listen to rereads. Like I could, I could play you Tears could, of the Kingdom at the same time as listening to the Red Rising. You, you first could probably, you could probably do Cradle, doing that. Uh, first time reads, I need to focus on, or I'm not. I'm gonna miss stuff. Mm. Okay, I think you could do it. What do you think? Last Ryan? year was it last year or two years ago? Whenever I reread all of Joe Abercrombie's books, I was playing Breath of the Wild the entire time, getting all the Korok seeds. That's impressive. Now, and that went fine because I mean, you don't really have to focus too much on the game. I think it, I mean, you obviously won't. You'll probably pick up pro- maybe like half as much of what you would if you were focused on it. Which oh, is probably fine no. for a reread. I, I think you can pick up 75, 80% of it. Guys, if you're playing listeners, a video are gonna, game? listeners are gonna blast us if we just admit that the first time we read books, we've been playing video games the entire time. I'm not gonna open myself up to that criticism. So I, I will I, not I, even no who, who admitted that easily. I do it sometimes. No, no, Josh, <laughs> bring it. I don't you can multitask and you can I mean I did it with I okay. That explains why you couldn't get into Malazan. No. <laughs> I can't even listen to Malazan while doing nothing else. I can only read them. Witcher season three comes out, the last season with Henry, and that franchise seems to be going down the tube. So uh, R.I.P. Witcher? I don't know. Let's hope the last season goes out with a bang. I mean, they're planning on doing season four. but it's Oh, yeah, with, that's true. It's with Liam Hemsworth rather than Henry. So, well, let's hope know, that Henry Cavill goes out with the bang. <laughs> yeah, here's as the Witcher, not in real life. Here's my here's my honest question about the the Liam Hemsworth casting. If you're already getting rid of the actor, why why replace them with another like kind of big name actor? You know, what I mean, like I feel like just get a good actor that's not like like why are you wasting money on getting an actor? Like nobody's gonna be happy that it's Liam Hemsworth replacing henry cavill even if he's like a good actor Mm. you know like even if people 
I don't see how you can possibly win by replacing Henry Cavill with anyone, though. But you know what I'm saying, though? Like, it seems like they just tried to get another, like, kind of actor that's as famous as Henry Cavill. Probably because they have the budget. But why not make the, why not, like, oh, dang, we don't have to pay for, like, a kind of B-list super, I mean, Henry Cavill is kind of A-list. But, you know, not quite, he's not, like, quite a household name. But, like, why you could, you could, like, get another, like, C-list actor that's really, really good and not have to pay him out the wazoo. I don't know. That's mm. just kind of my thoughts on they it. They should have yeah. gone Tom Cruise. I agree. They could, they could have gone Tom Cruise. But it's you know short, what I'm man. saying? Like, it just not pulls like, out a gun and starts shooting people. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, Josh. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, maybe. But on the other hand, maybe people are like, they're getting ready for Henry Cavill and replacing him with who? Like, you know, that, that would be the internet's reaction. But, it, but I guess, but I guess it's it's almost like, it's almost like you're, getting rid of Henry Cavill and you're replacing with someone who you think we're going to be okay. Like who you think is famous enough that it's okay that you're replacing Henry Cavill. I don't know. I don't really, I feel like I'm just kind of complaining, but the Hemsworth brothers are both like, they're not like known for their acting skills as much as they're known for their names. And And I think Josh is saying Mm -hmm. like you get somebody who doesn't have the same name recognition but might be able to just really set themselves apart like as an actor with this role you know maybe there's only so many chiseled male bodies available in hollywood i I don't think that's the i don't think that's it i think that there's a lot (laughs) josh is like no i know how many there are josh is like (laughs) i've done some research into that subject and there's plenty (laughs) enough yeah uh, witcher witcher blood origin comes out on christmas day and the reviews are really bad so i'm I, you're gonna it watch it like a, yeah but like it just seems like the whole franchise is going down the tube i i feel like we need jake to watch that one because jake is good at like when things are bad jake is like always the one who's like no it's actually pretty good like i think people were overreacting <laughs> um uh, definitely had that reaction with batman v superman um he's like there, there's a lot of good parts in that and I'm but then when say, things are like when things are unequivocally good jake's always the one who's like yeah you know yeah, yeah. exactly you guys exactly. none of us none of us can so say jake's takes are just bad conversation and we have to no. see if he goes into the podcast jake's jake's takes are not bad i'm saying that he's like good at taking i think the opposite side of the hype if that makes sense you know he's good at seeing through the bad or the good yeah i i agree also i just want to point out that steven i'm really i'm sure you insulted luke hemsworth because it's not just the two brothers there's luke liam and chris hemsworth who's luke exactly in west he's in westworld he's a pretty famous actor he's definitely not as big as the other two no is he like the third jonas brother He's actually the bit. oldest, but he's the, he's the shortest. Oldest Hemsworth. He's the shortest, unfortunately. I Tell believe. me what the third Jonas Brothers' name is right now. I don't I, know. I just know Joe Jonas. I don't, I don't know, know if I know any of their other know. names. You don't know Nick? Nick is I feel like okay, Nick maybe. is more famous. Guys, the third name is Kevin. <laughs> nice, Ben. Thank you. So all three of them were playing at one of the uh, Thanksgiving Day football games that I happened to be watching, like at halftime. And so I had this discussion with my family because everyone was like, completely forgot there was a third one. Well, Kevin is the man. So wait, do you know it? Yeah, that's his name. 
But did you just Google camera? that or did you know that? I thought I thought Ben was joking when he came up with that. <laughs> the camera oh. featured like zero zoom in shots on Kevin. It was all Nick and Joe. And Kevin was relegated to the background 100% of the time. Well, all I know, me and Josh are both going to Taylor Swift's next year and at Sheeran. Wait, so. I don't know if I have Taylor Swift tickets, actually. So, Dang. All right, look forward to that in 2023. <laughs> all right, thanks for listening. Uh, Jake, if you listened, uh, we respect your takes, man. Uh, but hey, we missed you I said we had good takes. <laughs> I was the one who said they were just bad. But okay. that was maybe joking, hopefully. We'll see. <laughs> See if he forgives me. (laughs) Let us know what books you're looking forward to in 2023 and uh, hop on our Discord. Invites are in the episode description where you can chat with us more. All right. See everyone later. See you. Bye.